One and go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nerds of Legend. Uh, we're talking about uh, Spider-Man today. With me, as always, is my good friend Ben. In my awesome shirt. It is a nice shirt. <laughs> my uh, good friend Joel. And of course, as always, my name We're is Brian. A regular shirt. There's nothing to brag about. <laughs> but it's a good shirt, though. You guys yeah, like this? It's shirt? a consistent. It fits my personality. It's oh, there just we go. there. <laughs> Brer Bear or Brer Yabas. I love it. <laughs> or Baba <That's> Yagas. <laughs> it's the mob, mo mobile homes for Baba Yaga. Anyway. No. So yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man today. Spider-Man, get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, so, for the sake of a, a brevity or uh, a little bit of more, you know, consistency and whatnot, like I know you guys are not exactly, we'll say, current on your comic book list. Mm -hmm. So if I mention things like Spider Island, you guys are probably not going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't. I don't know Spider Island. No, I know yeah. some of the things, but not all of the things. Which is fine. But, I mean, like, you're probably, at the very least, passingly familiar with things like the Clone Saga. Yes. I think. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine, too. So, uh, one of the hard rules I'm going to set for today's episode is that I'm going to try to keep it more to, like, broader media in general, as opposed to, like... Because if I focus on, like, things like comic books and whatnot... I, I have a feeling like I'm just going to get, like, blank stares. But mm -hmm. also... It's more like Spider-Man's been around so long that I feel you can you can hit current, and I think you could go back, and we'd all be able to jump in at some point in time. Because mm -hmm. Spider-Man's been all over the place. And I and his... The cool thing about Spider-Man is, though he's supposed to be based in New York, spends a very little time, uh, evidently, actually in New York, it seems. As yeah, of yeah, late... He does bounce around quite a bit, especially uh, in more recent years. Yeah. I think the most recent I saw was Into the Spider-Verse, and that one was spectacular. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up, because uh, there have been many people to wear the webs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've got, like, mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2099. You've got Miles Morales, That's, who was originally older, the ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man 2099, he's, he's going on 25 years, I want to say. Oh, yeah. You've got... Superior Spider-Man. Yep, that was uh, where uh, Doc Ock was technically in Peter Parker's body. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, that was a whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you've had like a lot of people to kind of like wear the webs. Of course, uh, this is all without even getting into things like the Clone Saga, where it's all like, oh, hey, Ben Riley is technically Peter Parker. And now Peter Parker's the real Spider-Man. Uh, you know what? Maybe go, we go back to Ben Riley for a bit. Hey, maybe Kane's the real Spider-Man. Who knows? Again, I am. Uh... If I dig into the comics, we're going to be here all day. So no. what I wanted to kind of do is I wanted to talk just about Peter Parker. Hmm. Because, again, we could talk about, like, Miles Morales, who, by the way, is a way better Spider-Man, in my opinion, than Peter Parker ever was. But... Probably not if we... A uh, good idea if we open that can of worms. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. There's so many differences of what Spider-Man was to me as a kid. Because I remember, 
I'm older than all of you, so like, I remember still being able to catch. I remember back in my day, 1977, where you got to see the electric company. Yeah, no, they had. Uh, I don't know if any of you remember the show called The Electric Company. Oh yeah, yes. but they used to have this little snippet of a live-action Spider-Man, and. I loved it at the time because I was five and had no sense of taste. It was god awful. Spider Man was proud was played probably by a thirty five, thirty six year old man who was unbelievably ancient in my five year old eyes. And the effects were so terrible. He had a net that was like just a regular rope net, maybe three feet in diameter, and he'd do the gesture, and then off screen somebody would throw the net on top of somebody. <laughs> and. He would just be like, ah, and the people would like hold their hands up and like pretend to be holding the rope and be like, oh, I'm trapped. But literally it didn't even touch their shoulders some of the times. And it was the greatest thing I've ever put my eyeballs on when I was a child. I mean, four or five years old. Oh, my God. But <laughs> in hindsight, it, first off, this Peter Parker was like super serious, I feel. Like if I remember, he was not the campy you know, shit talker that Peter Parker was. He was like, you've crossed paths with Spider-Man. And I was like, why are you so dark? Like, <laughs> When did fucking Batman get here? Right, what the hell happened? You know? You know better than to, play, than to plot crime in my city. What? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? When did like, Spider-Man go noir? <laughs> right, like, only Nick Cage can be noir Spider-Man. I fucking Which love I that. fucking hey. love that one. Sometimes I let a match burn all the way down to my fingers just so I can feel something. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the best fucking pick for that. Anyway, um, honestly, oh. sorry. Not, I'll I'll end my monologue really quick. But I honestly, of all of the Spider Mans, all of the movies, and I don't know if it's, if it's controversial or not, and I don't give a shit. That Into the Spider Verse was brilliant. Mm. Like I loved. There is not a section of that movie that I'm not like, this is great. And from, like, the animation to the interactions to the music, everything was just this fantastic ride. I can watch that movie over and over. Like, I can watch it, finish it, start it back over and be just as entertained. Like, that was a good, you know. And now my kids do all the time. Play dumb. Not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I got to agree with you. That was probably one of the best, uh, if not the best Spider-Man movie to date. Um, I'm curious to what you think about the sequel coming out. Oh, I'm very, very excited about it. Honestly, I'm very excited. I don't know. It's not out yet, right? That's correct. It is not out yet, but they did release a teaser trailer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm all about it. Like, I remember the teaser trailer of, of the teaser of, like, Gwen popping into his room and what are you doing? <laughs> He's got like drawings of her. She's like, oh. Right. <laughs> okay. Come with you. But I'm grounded. <laughs> it's yeah, just like. What I... Oh, is Spider Man grounded? <laughs> so, uh, Ben, uh, let me get your opinions. What was your first exposure to Spider Man as the character? And how exactly did you feel about Spider Man at the time? Uh, probably my first, I mean, I remember watching like Spider-Man and Friends, but also I think my big, 
my I think my first big exposure to Spider-Man was uh probably the PlayStation the original PlayStation games. Like Spider-Man like one, two, and three, which are like to this day are just primo. Except the first one, which was because it was annoying because you couldn't like uh you could fall off the map and it was just basically a linear level. But like the second one where it was basically like open world and I would just like run around and like hit bad guys with webbing and beat them up and then fly back up in the air and be like, there was no like restrictions on like <laughs> your webbing like just went up into the air. <laughs> like there was no like <laughs> whatever. And you could just like fly through. There was no like attaching to buildings or anything. It was just like an animation that was just straight up. Now, to be uh, 100%, like, uh, you're talking about the like Spider-Man PlayStation games based 1. on the film? Uh, so, that I don't... Th no. Because uh, there's, like, the original PlayStation ones, which were yeah. based off of, like... They were basically just, like, every chapter was a different villain sort of thing. So, you'd, like, face Green Goblin, and then you'd face Rhino, and then I think it basically eventually ended with Shocker? And at least uh, the well, second the one. Oh, I can't the remember the first one, one. Was Electro, wasn't it? Yeah, Electro. Yeah. So I remember playing the crap out of that one because I just like we'd like put in all the cheat codes and then just like be badass Spider Man and just unlimited webbing, unlimited health, just like super like this the super special suit and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. That was my probably uh, my first one. So you get you know you get like the the Spider Man quips throughout. It was pretty. That was probably my first Spider-Man. It's probably why I was like, I think I did like a Spider-Man costume like three years in a row for Halloween. <laughs> I think my first exposure to Spider-Man was the animated series. Mm. So yep. Yeah. And I gotta be honest, I wasn't impressed. Like, I, I look back at the animated series and I, I remember it with fondness. I still watch some of the episodes. But the DC animated yep. universe was kicking ass at the time. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, and I remember, like, they, were, they had a ton of different, like, Marvel shows. They had, like, Iron Man. They had the Fantastic Four and whatnot. But the only two that people actually watched were Spider-Man and X-Men. And I was never really an X-Men guy. Like, there are X-Men that I like, but, like, I wasn't, you know, actually into X-Men all that much. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't my thing. Yeah. I definitely think that the, the Spider-Man is, like, I, I remember, like, it'd be, like, on on Boomerang or whatever or Cartoon Network, and it would be, like, like, the Super Friends was always, like, so solid, and then they'd do, like, a bunch of, like, Fantastic Four, and you're, like, put put Justice League back on. Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. it was, I, I definitely think it was in that camp. I think that, I mean, I think still, I mean, to this day, the DC Animated Universe is uh, a lot more solid than the Marvels, whereas, like, you know, and Marvel's basically, like, cornered the market on sort of uh, cinematic sort of universe, but at this point, anyway, who knows what'll happen. 
thing that I've always kind of like done whenever I compare Marvel and DC is I always say that when it comes to Marvel, uh, they're supposed to be like heroes that you identify with, whereas DC mm-hmm. is more heroes you look up to. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, that's always been my problem with DC was because like I can envision some like random dude getting like I feel like whenever like in Marvel whenever some random dude gets powers like they're not guaranteed to be a good guy they might they like they might try to be but like they're they're going to make mistakes they're going to like screw up they're just like some dude that just got like thrown into this you know crazy world of superpowers and then they're just trying to get by you know they're just trying to like use their you know, at least, you know, in Spider-Man's case, great power comes great responsibility, which is kind of like the whole, I feel like the overarching theme of Marvel. Whereas if you look at DC, when you look at a lot of things, I'm like, this is just like every single one of their heroes is some like paragon of virtue. Like, and it's annoying. Oh, wait. I mean, I don't know. Tell me. We're... I mean, we're getting off track, but I feel like yeah, we're getting a way bit. off track because, like, you could say that with a lot of them, but like, you go to the Green Lanterns and the DC, and they go all over the place. Well, uh, the reason why I mean, I, the reason why I specifically bring up uh, that particular difference of Marvel and DC in my mind is when it comes to Peter Parker. I think we, as the audience, are supposed to empathize mm-hmm. with Peter Parker and his journey in you know being Spider-Man and mm-hmm. how. It kind of takes a toll on his life, you know, whether that's uh, because it affects people that he is personally familiar with or whether that's because, you know, he has these events that happen to him because he's Spider-Man. They, they, he, you then see him have to deal with sort of thing. Um, yada, yada, yada. Aunt May is dying. Oh, no, something heavy fell on me and I have to lift it. You know, like yeah. it, there are certain things that just like happen to Peter Parker. Here's my big problem with the premise of Peter Parker. And I want to get your opinion on whether or not you agree. Uh, despite the character being around for so goddamn long, it really doesn't feel like we've moved anywhere with Peter Parker as a character. Because the same things mm-hmm. keep happening over and over and over again and while you can acknowledge like oh that really sucks the fact that like you know he's uh, getting fired from a job or you know like the fact that like he his love life is suffering because you know he has to put spider-man you know first or whatnot like all these things are certainly understandable and even like to a degree like oh yeah i i can identify with that mm-hmm. but he never actually learns from it mm-hmm which is my problem. Like, and there's, it, there's it Parker like, Industries at one point. I feel like there's been points where he's like risen above it. Well, yeah. Like, for example, in the comic books right now, he's kind of like taken on more of a, a Tony Stark kind of role or uh, kind of like an Elon Musk sort of thing where it's all like, oh, yeah, I'm the leader of this company and whatnot. And, you know. The thing is, is Peter Parker was created... Um, to go, co- like, first off, like, we've all heard the story of Peter Parker going against the norm, you know, like, uh, where Stan Lee is sitting in the office and is like, let's make this teenage kid. And he's pretty much laughed out of being like, whatever. 
And Jack Kirby was like, yeah, let's give it a go. And then they created Spider-Man. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I can relate to this character. Like, I've been in high school. I've done this. They're not a hyper billionaire super genius that, you know, is able to, for some reason, like. He's like Captain America's handpicked su- guy to you know? be a super soldier who's a paragon of virtue or. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the thing is, like. He's got struggles. Like, what am I going to do? I've got chores to do. I've got this. Um, I've got to make rent this month. (laughs) I disagree a little bit. Like, we have seen Peter Parker grow up. Because, I mean, you remember him as the high school student. You remember him as the... um, And then the college student. And then, like, his... Professional Relationship with Mary Jane. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then depending on which one you follow, somebody's still with Mary Jane, somebody's not. You know, uh, the heartbreak of Gwen Stacy. Like, like Peter's gone through some stuff. The downside is, like, as far as with the, the pattern of his villains and his life is, I don't think you can actually get away from that. Like, he is... That's who he is. Like, you cannot put yourself in harm's way and fight mobsters and fight supervillains and fight these hyper-intelligent people decide, bent on killing you and then turn around and not have one of them do a quick Google search and be like, where are you? Yeah. uh, And, go ahead. I think the big thing with, like, why you don't see, like, you see Peter Parker sabotage himself over and over and over again because he has to give uh, because Spider-Man is basically like Peter Parker is the afterthought. Spider-Man is who Peter Parker is. It's not yeah. um, because yeah, he, he's, he's, he's basically a traumatized individual who's basically, if you look back at the root of his trauma, it goes all the way back to like when Uncle Ben got le- got shot on the side of the road because he failed to act. Because, you know, his whole thing is great power comes great responsibility. So he's constantly reliving this trauma of there's one time that I didn't live up to my responsibility to use my powers for good. And my uncle and Uncle Ben, the greatest man I have ever known, died for it. And so basically everything around everything around Spider-Man revolves around that singular point. That's why he will give he will lose his job. He will sabotage his relationships. He will do all kinds of things to self-sabotage Peter Parker because in the end he doesn't think he deserves success and and is basically punishing is like subconsciously or whatever is punishing the P- P- Peter Parker for acting selfishly and not being Spider-Man in that one moment. Yeah. True. That is that is unilateral and in, mm-hmm. in every iteration of Spider-Man is it's always me me last like everybody else first every mm-hmm. even if he doesn't know who you are that's what he does mm-hmm. and uh, everybody, gets hmm? everybody gets one everybody gets one yeah uh it, it's interesting because he has done that but one of the things is i've always thought was interesting is batman has a concrete set of justice all right like batman the rules are the rules he knows where they come from he acts like he is legitimately like a paragon of Lady Justice herself. If like he, you'd find out he's like a deity warlock with like a painter behind him, a blind person holding scales. You'd be like, yeah, that tracks. 
um, <laughs> Peter Parker goes <laughs> by emotional judgment, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Peter Parker will... Like, Batman will look at a, a crime and be like, this is not one for Batman. You know, like, he could see something and be like, I have bigger fish to fry. Peter Parker would never do that. Peter Parker... Yeah, he he, he equally beats up the the street the mugger. thug, the mugger stealing an old lady's purse, and the, as well as, like, the supervillain trying to, like, blow up New York. Yeah. <laughs> because... Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Is a uni- yeah, he's a unilateral... Uh, like vigilante, he he is for all the people, and I He's think your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, yeah. right? What I think is neat about uh, Spider Man is Spider Man comes down to the fact of what would you be like if you were a child that suddenly decided you're going to be a hero, and the way it was like Peter, like Batman is a full grown man, like that is a developed man with a developed set of morals. And he has decided to become a vigilante, and he's trained his whole life for this one. Like, once his parents were killed, he became this obsessive, like, machine to right the wrongs of the city on a great, and the world at a greater scale. Peter Parker was a nerd that got bit by a spider, like, tripped and fell, realized, I'm kind of stronger and faster than I used to be, and now is attacking, like just like crime in a very juvenile way mm-hmm. you know and he yeah. has persisted with that same mentality throughout his life he's never moved past it but but he has moved past it in, in ability but not in his scope he will still stop the mugger he'll still save the person from getting hit by the car he'll still save you know you're just Mrs. Random. Jensen's cat from the tree you know right and then go off and fight in the secret wars with the Beyonders, you know, yeah. and like there is Peter Parker does not have a, a bar of what makes him of being like, oh, that's not Spider-Man's job. Like, it's all Spider-Man's job. Um, and I, I think that's the appeal to the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is because he will he is just as likely to come out there and do it. And he's a proactive one. I mean, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the hardest working other than the Punisher, I would say he's probably the hardest working uh, vigilante out there. I mean, the Punisher literally spends years planning, and he's he's a freak. But like, Spider-Man yeah. is on the job all the time. Like, so then uh, you guys more or less disagree with that uh, statement I had before about uh, Peter Parker? Uh, okay, because no, I you think were getting maybe- coffee. When we had said it, when I had said about how you said he didn't change. Well, um, yeah. Like, I had said that I agree with it because of the way he chooses to live his life. And then we expounded on that point. What it is, is because of how Peter Parker constantly sets himself in harm's way as Spider-Man. And then in the world of, I mean, before everything was reporters, right? Everybody in the Marvel Universe, you either were dead or you used to be a reporter. Those are the two character arcs you have for everybody else. It's like, it seems like uh, my parents are dead, but before they died, they were both reporters. Weird. Like, everybody is a reporter in Marvel, I feel like. I feel like that's, like, the go-to. But I know I'm oversimplifying. A lot of them also are cops. Um, but Peter Parker's uh, parents were canonically CIA agents. See? 
It's always some form of something. But um, it, the long and short of the whole thing is now they're going into where like a lot of people in the Marvel are like super smart tech gods, you know. But yeah, because um, they've got that fascination, fascination with like the Elon Musk type, yeah. you know. Yeah. But back in the day, prior to the internet age, reporters were a source of information. They were the people that did the legwork, got the story, and then gave it to you so you could read it and be informed. So they were like the Google search of the of the pre-internet yeah. era, and so. Spider-Man constantly puts himself out there. Spider and like so the, these people would be able to find him. They'd hire investigators, PI, they'd hire PIs, reporters, anybody to find anything. J. Jonah Jameson is one of the most like I love him. He's a despicable character and I, I he's he's a jackass, but like I love the portrayal in the comics and in the movie. The movies are spectacular. Like every iteration of J. Joe Jonah Jameson makes me just so happy. And I can never remember the actor from the original three Spider-Man, from the Spider-Man movies of the early 2000s with Tobey Maguire. That guy, fantastic. Literally, he's yeah, just like... That you, guy was really the, <laughs> the, the peak Jonah Jameson. He is yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Premier like, picture of Spider-Man. Yeah, perfect. Like, but, I, I kind of uh, love that they turned him into Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, that, that's where he was going. You Have know. you guys seen, there is a, this might be a little bit off topic, there is a storyline where J. Jonah Jameson uh, realizes that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. There's a couple different instances throughout the comics where he, re- he realizes Peter Parker's identity, and both times he's like, is actually like a good person about it. Well, he's always been a good person about it. The fact that, like, okay, because the whole thing about J. Jonah Jameson and the reason why he is the way mm-hmm. he is is because he himself has mm-hmm. a very clear idea yeah. of, like, what morality is. Yep. and Accountability. Sees... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because Spider-Man has none. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, to J. Jonah Jameson, he's spent his entire life trying to, like, print the truth. You know what I'm saying? He's spent the, his entire life in the newspaper industry trying to be this, you know, like Mm -hmm. person who brings information to the masses. That's what he does and whatnot. And Spider-Man is obfuscating that process by basically, you know, wearing the mask and, you know, subverting justice the regular way. Like, you know, he could become a police officer, but instead he's a vigilante. There's also one where uh, someone, I think, I can't, I think it was Green Goblin, goes to like basically breaks into Jameson's office and like oh, you're basically, talking about the Sam Raimi. Yeah. Threatens to kill Jameson if he doesn't tell him who like Peter Park like who Peter Parker is as the source of like the Spider Man pictures. And he's like he's basically like Nope. I won't tell you that <laughs> And it's Yeah, this awesome. shit comes in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's one of the wild ones. It's like you, you, he gets like put up as like, if you're like looking at it from Spider-Man's point of view, it's always this adversarial relationship. But then like when you take a macro look at it, he's like constantly like Paragon. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes him such an interesting layered character. Is yeah. the the juxtaposition of the fact that he does it because he believes Spider-Man is violating a certain set of uh, ethics and it's not he's never once been like 
I mean, yeah, he says he's a menace and he's a criminal and he's this, that, the other. But, like, he's never denied that there are times Spider-Man does some good things. No. You know? I mean, he begrudgingly will do it. But, um, for the most part, he um, he kind of does keep them separate. He, no. he does have... he does have, He's not a bad character. He's just a... Jackass. Oh, yeah. I can't remember Except which Spider-Man No Way Home. Spider-Man No Way Home, he was like super okay with just trashing Peter Parker's life. Like he was a hundred percent cool with being like, let that kid burn in hell, which I was like, I didn't like that. Yeah. I just but, thought it was there was an interesting one where they end up uh Spider-Man agrees to an exclusive interview with J. Jonas with JJ in his home and they like talk it out and at the Throughout the course of the story arc, uh, throughout the conversation, Spider-Man reveals he's Peter Parker because of, like, J.J. has a breakdown over some over it. And then uh, they end up, like, J.J. ends up being, like, Spider-Man's, like, sidekick for a little bit. <laughs> and he basically, like, helping him, helping him, like, infiltrate some, like, mafia thing or something. It's wild. <laughs> He's like, God, you need to be more careful. You're just, you're being wild, you're being a wild card or something like that. That's awful, I hate it. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, so, um, but back to the story of what we said before of why I think Spider-Man has this routine problem. And that is because um, he puts himself out there and he puts himself out there unabashedly so people can find him like eventually somebody's gonna be like hey where'd spider-man go uh, he went in he went in may's house over there they're like what holy shit wow you know where's spider-man well he's saving that red-haired girl again what uh, like we got a whole group of people that put patterns together like they just do it for fun no. and so well, like okay. anybody connected to spider-man eventually is gonna get like they're gonna watch they're gonna they're gonna be able to put the pieces together somebody paying tons of money in new york with like eight million people, or twelve million, or however many New York has, um, they uh, somebody's going to see something, you know. <laughs> and he puts himself against the worst of the worst with pockets deep as the Grand Canyon. Like they're gonna, you yeah. know, somebody's going to turn him in. I'm. I kind of agree with you, and I can see where you're coming from. But then I think some of the time it's just poor writing, like. Some of the times you can really see the hand of the writer where they mm -hmm. just really want Peter to be in a particular place. And that's where I fi think I have most of my problem from. Because, like, take, for example, one of the more infamous, like, comic book storylines, One More Day, where mm -hmm. Peter Parker trades uh, life with his, uh, you know, wife for, you know, basically his dying aunt to Mephisto. Mm -hmm. He trades uh, his, his powers to his wife. No, no, no. He, he, he trades his uh, marriage to his wife. Mm. Like, basically, Mephisto shows up, like, because Aunt May's he done. Gives up, at death's door. He gives up Mary Jane to, like, yeah. so that uh, Aunt May can keep living. Yes. Aunt May's been, Aunt May's been 94 since 77. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> except in the current continuity where she's a yeah, smoking hot babe. <laughs> it's super hot. But yeah, but like up until, like Spider-Man is amazing friends. Like Aunt May was 
The geriatric. She's so old, she didn't notice that if you dust a statue, it turns into a fully functional crime lab in her living room. She just yeah. walks around with this dog that, I don't know, what is it, like a Lhasa Apso? I don't know, this weird, long-eared dog. But I yeah. just... I, well, okay, to kind of get to my point, though, I mean, you can see very clearly the writers want Peter Parker to be at a certain point. They want him to be, uh, like, specifically in this example, they didn't want him to be married, but they didn't want him to be married anymore in the sense that they wanted Peter Parker to have never been married because they felt like it artificially aged the character up and then people couldn't relate to him anymore. Mm. And so what they wanted to do was instead of having him get a divorce because that would make him older because now he's a divorcee and whatnot, they wanted to basically retcon the marriage. So they had Mephisto show up and be all like, oh, hey, uh, you know, it sucks about that bullet in Aunt May. Uh, I know that you've been to like every magic user and every like technical. Her, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone in the fucking Marvel Universe, fucking Black Panther, Doctor Doom, Mr. Fantastic, Doctor Strange. Nobody can save Aunt May from a fucking bullet wound. But don't worry, I am the Lord of Hell, and I will totally give you that is Aunt May writing. back. Yeah. That is lazy writing. But the thing, because like, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange 100% could have done it. As actually, oh, yeah. just Stephen Strange, he probably could have done it, you know? Exactly. That was something that people brought up. Because <laughs> oh, they were like, okay, wait, 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 wait. So why exactly can't he, like he just he, and he gives the laziest fucking answer ever. He's all like, "Oh, magical uh, cures for magical ills and whatnot." And it's like, yeah. dude, He's you're like, a it's fucking Wednesday, it's Laundry day. My curing cape is in the wash. You know, uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. You're like, you can't. Ah, you just you tell can't. me to go fuck myself. You're yeah. a dick. <laughs> Stephen Strange, God damn it! So I mean, we have got we have got literal mutants in the X Men that that is their shtick. They can heal. Forge can build anything to do anything. Like we've got cybernetic body parts all over the place. Half of some of the characters on I mean, just inject her with some crazy. Wolverine blood. It might do. Right. It might fix Wolverine, it. <laughs> Wolverine can like lick her forehead and she'll heal. Like I don't know. You've got. Proteus, which was kept in a suspended animation, can literally warp reality into whatever he wants. He's like, bullet wounds? I can turn Wolverine's stomach into water, but I can't take a bullet out. Are you out of your mind? It's insane. You know? <laughs> you got yeah, the it... Molecule Man who accidentally destroyed the universe. And that was like, oh, shit. Remade another... He accidentally destroyed a galaxy. And then, like, in a whim, was like, oh, fuck me. Yeah, put it back. <laughs> they're like bullet wounds uh, you're kidding me that's ridiculous <laughs> they all live in new york like the molecule man lives in new york like oh it, like, it got worse because fucking uh, stephen strange not only let peter parker break the laws of space and time so that he can consult with basically every single person he needed to at the exact same time Across, you know, countries, across, like, time... At no point did he use the Eye of Agamotto, the time stone, to be like, hold on. All right, just move her to the left. She won't get shot. He's like, now, fuck that. But I yep. will do a yep. collect call to the entire universe. Yep. Strangely, none of them, none of them have any cure for a 9mm slug to the chest. 
None of them. Not the Shi'ar. None of the ones that are essentially energy beings or the Beyonder or any of that shit. None of them have any bullet wounds. 100% fatal all the time. Absolutely not. I feel yep. like there's certain I'm times let, where you just need I'm to, like, you. just let Aunt May die. Just I like, don't know why. Let, it, let her die in a nursing home or something. Like, I don't care. Just, like, let her die. Like, she can die of natural causes and let Peter, like, like fucking, like, Maybe. go. Like, let Spider-Man go full ham because he's not worried about people figuring out his identity anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I can just sometimes see the hand of the writer, and it bothers me. Yeah, I think I think there's certain times where it's like Sp- Spider-Man is simultaneously like he. There's so many times where he's considered just like a street level hero, but then other times where he gets written to be like basically like the strongest, most basically like the strongest hero that can like go toe to toe with like Cap and the Hulk and stuff, and it's just like. It's like, all right, which one is it? Is he is he a street level hero or is he like a fucking like city like seat level uh, city level hero? You know like, what I mean? Like, there's so many times where I'm like, all right, like I get it. Like he's been like, you know, like oh he can just like fly through the neighborhood, but his like power creep has been so ridiculous. Like he can just basically like he can dodge bullets. You know, <laughs> he's like. He's not Daredevil, like, he's, he's, he's a, like, cause Daredevil's, like, I would say it was, like, top tier street, street hero. Yeah. But, like, he definitely is. Like, he does, he does not, he's, like, go outside of New York, he's not gonna bother. Yeah, he's, like, like, he's basically, like, he's an Avenger, he's, like, he's kind of, like, part of the X-Men, like, he could do whatever because he's bigger, like, bigger, faster, stronger than pretty much anyone else, like, and, Plus, plus, depending on the continuity, he's a super genius. So, like, he's always been a super genius. Uh, it depends. Like, like, there's certain ones where he's like he made his web slingers, and there's certain ones where he like is like they just like showed up. Like, yeah, but like, as far as I know, is Spider-Man's always like from his incarnation been one of the most popular characters. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, like, he's been the cat cow for Marvel for, like, right. longer than... And, I mean, he came around in the what I consider, I know, no, this isn't the correct, but, like, I consider, like, Marvel's heyday, like, their golden age was in the 60s. They came out with, despite, with Spider-Man, they came out with Fantastic Four. I believe um, the X-Men came out in the 60s. Uh, it's just a lot of their, like, they're still their major, major groups came out. Yeah. And he just maintains, uh, he grabbed the entire young generation of being like, oh my God, it's not. I want to be Spider Man. It's not a. He's not like, you know, a, a brilliant, you know, elite, like Reed Richards scientist or like a astronaut like all of them had these incredible backstories and this is just like a nerd he's like just a kid that showed up so we all could like relate and I remember a quiz that used to go around uh, back in the heyday of like the first Facebook quizzes the first like social media quizzes back in the days of MySpace you know MySpace no we're it was a, it was surprised what they asked, which was they did a survey who wanted to be 
Superman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man beats Superman out, which is stupid. Because if you had to pick a power set, you pick Superman's. Because, I mean, fly into the sun for a minute. Now you're a gajillion. He's like a Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. You know, Super Saiyans yell, get their ass beat, and then they yell for 20 minutes. And they're seven levels stronger than they were before. Superman gets punched in the face like, ow, oh, that hurt. Flies into the sun, comes back many levels stronger. Like, I don't know why you pick Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. a lot of people did. Plus, you can't really move around with your web slingers in Montana because there's nothing to swing off of. Yeah, I mean, you just so, you, you can just use the, the, the slingshot, but... <laughs> yeah. But... I don't know, I think of all the characters I've seen, Spider-Man, for the longest time, has been the most relatable. Like, when he's navigating his world. The Spider-Man scene where Joe Man Gianello is playing Flash Thompson is like, I'm gonna, I wouldn't want to fight me neither, and then he just, like, dodges out of the way. Like, all of us had that moment of being like, that'd be so cool to see. Or if some of us were bullied, to be like, the nerd, then now you're not the bully. Then now you're not able to be bullied. You yeah. know, like... It, he has a lot of relatable moments, you know, and the way he interacts and the way he talks and, you know, his little smart-ass way of doing everything. You're kind of... He, he creates something that we can hold on to. And... But the problem is, is you're right. It's hard to do stagnation. And it's hard to, like, grow when you're stagnating the character. Peter Parker cannot effectively be a 45 year old man and hold the same mystique as he does which is why we constantly get these re like re-releases of spider-man you know mm-hmm. um and i do like this is what made into the spider-verse so great in my mind is he's passing the torch like he's still able to be spider-man but now there's a new spider-man and miles morales is a younger more adapted to this generation, which I think is what they should have done because then Peter Parker can move on and do whatever he was going to do, which doesn't change the story. But to re- but the fact that every 10 years, it seems like we got a reintroduction. Now here's Peter Parker. Here's what should have happened. 20 years old, been, now he's 12. Should have been every 10, 15 years, all Peter Parker, all the Spider-Man has to do is go bite some teenager and then we get a new Spider-Man. Bite. So, so like a crappy Morbius, is that what he does? It's Morbin time. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think... That's the best part of that movie. What? It's Morbin time. I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. I, I did see it. I did not. Oh my I've god, it's horrid. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a fan for any kind of comic stuff, but like... Alright, um... We don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time left. You guys have. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, but, let, let's move on, I guess. Uh, because one of the other things I kind of wanted to talk about, and this is, to me, one of the biggest draws about Spider-Man, or rather Spider-Man's universe. Because I feel like out of all the Marvel rogues galleries, that even though the Sinister Syndicate aren't exactly my favorite in terms of like uh, what you know, Marvel like villain. Because I mean, obviously, I'm kind of a sucker for Doctor Doom. There's a lot of characters from like the underworld where it's like Blackheart and Mephisto that I kind of like. I love um, Doctor Doom. Like Doctor I, Doom is fantastic. I love me some Galactus. Uh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. I'm all about the cosmic ones. Those are my absolute favorites. Yeah. So, I mean, while Spider-Man's rogues gallery aren't exactly my favorite, I do think that they get a lot of things right that a lot of the other rogues galleries don't. In the sense that, like, Spider-Man has the most unique and identifiable rogues gallery of all the rogues in uh, the Marvel Universe. Like... Mm -hmm. Almost go so far as to say any comic universe, to be honest. Well, no, because that I might. think that like the Arkham inmates would probably give the. It's close. It's close, but yeah. like you, like the Joker. At least the heavy the hitters. Yeah, like the the Joker and you know um, Green Goblin. Green Goblin, they're the same. Well, the, they have uh, visual similarities, certainly. Yeah. Well, no, not visual similarities. Like you immediately know motivation. One to one. Like you do yeah. the oh, Joker, yeah. you're like Batman, Green Goblin, Spider Man, Electro. You look at Electro and you're like, the fuck is that? <laughs> Spider Man. Like you could tell what uh, what they do. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think I think they're campier too, though. Like I do remember Electro with his big like lightning bolt headdress. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like like the three prong lightning bolt dumbest like it just screamed what his powers are i love how literal their names are what are you i'm electro well i'm the rhino yeah I'm, yeah i've got a rhino costume like what do, what do you do <laughs> um yeah. I've lizard got man mechanical arms sand man <laughs> right i was man like what is this man. what is this mega man <laughs> right like, oh my god are you guys familiar with fucking stilt man Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little upset. Oh, God. Fucking stilt, man. All right. Uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because it's a I feel, long, I feel, um, it's a longer diatribe. It's not worth well, it. Well, no, I feel like we should continue this with uh, this. Uh, this may be a good stopping point because I would love to spend next episode on the comics going over Spider-Man's villains because they're so diverse and they're so unique. That we could spend a good deal of time talking about each one and their ridiculous motivations. So, so here's like here's a thought Batman. experiment. What would happen if you swapped Batman and Spider-Man's rogues galleries? Batman would beat the shit out of them all in like a hand in but like a handful of weeks. And the same would happen with Spider-Man's. They yeah. basically saw if if you like picked up Batman and Spider-Man and went like boop. No, and no. Them. No, the Joker. It, the Joker would destroy Spider-Man. Like I'm. But, I'm sorry but, because, but like, no, Spider-Man wouldn't take Joker seriously, so Joker would just get mad. Joker has zero. Like, if you look at the collateral damage of Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery versus the the willingness for damage in Batman's, um, the one thing the Joker has, and I think I agree with you on everything except for the Joker, because the Joker is willing to blow himself up to prove a point. Like, how many times has Batman stopped the Joker from, like, literally blowing himself up while he's singing and dancing, holding, like, a detonator for, like, a bomb That's he's gleefully watching Countdown? Like, the Joker gives zero fucks. And then Spider-Man would just whip the detonator away. Yes, and it would still blow up because <laughs> it's going to be, like, I just... I'm going to say something very controversial here. All right. Is this going to be the lead up to the next week's episode? You're just going to be able to pose the question. I I pause. I think that I think Batman's dead. Really? No. Nope. I think Batman's dead because of the symbionts. Mm. 
Yeah. Because here's the thing. Oh, I thought you were talking in Batman canon. I was like, I don't know. No, 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 no. Because of Venom and Hulk. Carnage. Yeah, and like, all the other yeah. ones. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because like, in all honesty, not only are they super fucking tough, but also Carnage represents something like... Because even Spider-Man had to grapple with this when he uh, did the whole ultimate... Uh, uh, Ultimate car, uh, absolute carnage uh, yeah. storyline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like because because uh, Batman doesn't kill and Carnage will keep killing. I mean, he will Carnage absolutely kill. Like it's a it's a hobby to him. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. I I think Batman might be dead. Yep, that's what I'm I, saying. I didn't even. I didn't even throw in the, the symbiotes. I'm just thinking. So like that's the rogue. That's in the rogues. Scenario. That's in the rogues gallery. It is. It is. You are correct. I did not. I've always held Venom as something separate because he's been something separate. But you're right. He is. Yeah. And Carnage 100% is. But I've always put since I I've liked Venom since his first issue. Jo Joker. I, I I think Joker would get mad because Peter wouldn't take him serious because Spidey wouldn't take him seriously. He'd just be like going a massive amount of damage. Um. But anyway, we can disagree. But I think I think they, I think Batman would get like absolutely thrashed, and Spider Man would like clean up Gotham. That's just me. I I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to leave that on the table for now. Uh, <laughs> so then, uh, am I correct, Joel? We gotta we gotta get out of here. Yeah, unfortunately, I have I have appointments. I have to I have to get off to. Um, no I would like this is me putting a request out to the group um i would like to continue this in two weeks we've got mm -hmm. our book uh, ashes to onyx next monday where missy will be rejoining us mm -hmm. um unfortunately and... i will not be available uh or most likely will not be available uh next monday due to uh some family travel stuff that's going on uh, we're still going to continue with next week's episode with the with the book. I will try and log on, but I can't guarantee my internet's how good my internet's going to be. So that's fine. But um, if you guys are willing, I would love to continue this kind of you know casual descent, hopefully into a deep dive into the world of Spider Man uh, next week. I'll do Spider Man uh, Two Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> that we're call actually. It? I had an idea. I want to get you guys' opinion. Because we can do Spider-Man if you guys so choose in two weeks' time. But I have two other options I want to run by you real fast. Uh, we could jump from DC to Marvel to Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Or how do you guys feel about the first generation Pokemon? Smash or pass? Uh, I think... I, I feel... First things, I feel we should devote a little bit more time to the Spider-Man. I would like to. <laughs> Second, Doctor Who cannot be done in one hour. That's 60 plus years of, of content, not to mention that there is... Like Spider-Man isn't? No, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Continue on Spider-Man. Right. I think you have excellent suggestions and that that will progress the course for the next six to ten episodes. I think we should continue... I think Spider-Man and then Spider Pokemon Smasher Pass. I disagree with the Smasher Pass, <laughs> but uh, I will do it for entertainment's sake. <laughs> um, I, I would hope 
I would hope that we would get uh, some a lot of engagement for this one. But I would love to take into Doctor Who. Doctor Who would be a lot of fun as well. But I think we should spend some time on Spider-Man. I would like to really dissect our feelings of it. Um, maybe take some some journeys into the movies. Uh, analyze some of the, the characters. Uh, whether we think they're ridiculous or not. Some are great that turn out to be absolute... Some formidable characters turned out to be ridiculous com- like concepts. Doc Ock is a ridiculous concept. He's a guy with four extra arms, but he is a formidable character. Mm-hmm. You know, the rhino is a super strong guy wearing a rhino suit that sounds like he's formidable. <laughs> he's stupid. Like, depending so on I which mean, uh, iteration of uh, Matt Gargan you go for, I mean, he's either the the scorpion and he's just you know single minded and wants revenge on J. Jonah Jameson, or he becomes Venom. Yeah. There's a lot to there's a lot to unpack, and I think we should spend a little bit of time on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think we did a, a brief touching on some of the characters of Spider-Man, and I think we should continue that next week. It, ne- not next week, that's the book, but the week after, mm-hmm. if you guys and, are open. All right, so how about this? In two weeks' time, why don't we put this down on the books? Spider-Man versus, or Spider-Man's rogues gallery versus Batman's rogues gallery. Let's just let. I mean, let's do that. We could do that, or just yeah, let's do that. Two weeks from now, Spider-Man's Rogues versus Batman's Rogues. I think we could like come up with a little like bracket for that. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can work something out for uh, you. Yeah, would be fun. Uh, All right, well, I have to get uh, going. So thanks yep. everybody. Right. We'll thanks. see you on Wednesday for a little bit more D and D action, and uh, if. If you don't join us on Wednesday, we'll be back on Monday uh, for some book talk. Okay, and don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where you can find all of our previous episodes as well as uh, all of our D&D episodes. Uh, We now have our podcast, which is on most of the major podcast uh, vendors such as Spotify, iTunes, so on and so forth. Uh, That releases a a new episode every Friday. And of course, we also have our various social media. So uh, We have a Facebook page now. Oh, yeah. You can find us just about everywhere. Uh, Thank you all for joining us, and have a good day. Thanks, everybody.